The Blockbusters Podcast is proud to be a member of the Pod Bros Network. You can find us as well as other fantastic podcasts such as Pencil and Ink Review, Another Damn Trivia Show, and The Language of Bromance at podbros.com, as well as on most other fine podcasting services. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to share and enjoy the Blockbusters Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Bloatbusters Podcast special feature that we've been doing called Podcast Spotlight. I am Paul and Brian is not here with me today, however, this time we have, I have I should say, a special guest. It is your friend and mine, Bubba Wheat. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? Oh, I am. I'm excellent. Uh, it is Sunday night. I'm staying up late and then going into work at about seven o'clock in the morning. Hooray! Yeah, uh, me too. Oh, well, there we go. <laughs> oh, always fun staying up late when you know you really should be going to bed. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, obviously we have you on. For those who don't know, this is where we get people on to talk about both a film that they really like and a film that maybe they don't like so much. And we'll start off with the one that you do like. I don't know what this is, but I'm going to, for no reason whatsoever, hazard a guess as to what genre this film might fall into. And I will confess, I don't know too much about your own personal preferences, so I am going to spread my net as wide as I can here. I'm going to guess either the comedy genre or the... Uh, let's go with thriller genre. Um, I suppose there could be a thriller element to the the movie. It's definitely not a comedy. All right. Well, I'm calling that a win for me then, if I'm, <laughs> if I'm close. All right. So, uh, so what is this film? Well, I will start off by saying that it's not one of my absolute favorite movies. Because I feel like most of my favorite movies are ones that get talked about to death. And and in fact, the first one that that came to mind is one that you actually covered recently, uh, which would be The Princess Bride. Who doesn't love The Princess Bride? (laughs) Yeah, I I can understand that. Yeah, so I I went with one of mine, one of my, uh, it's up there, I'd say in the top 25, and my favorite films do shift around based on my mood. Yeah. But this was a film that I watched. Um, I probably first saw it whenever I was a teenager and it was on the, like the late night block of cartoon network. And this was long before adult swim. Okay. But it's actually an anime movie. What's that? That's fine by me. I'm a big anime fan. And it is vampire hunter D. Okay, this is one of the ones that I have not had the opportunity to watch, so this should be interesting. All right, well, obviously, uh, since I have not watched it, you can translate it to me, but I am an anime fan, so just sell to our listeners and anyone else who happens to stumble upon this somehow, why should we watch this film? Well, I think, I mean, first off, the the character designs are based on um 
acclaimed artist. Uh, I believe his name is Yoshitaka Amano. Um, he's most famous for doing the uh, the designs for like the early Final Fantasy games. Right. And it's it's kind of like a, a side sci fi vampire western. I've seen bits and pieces from this, and that sounds about right. Uh, yeah, it, it's a very a very interesting art style as well. It, it was just a little different from thing from the time, I think. Uh, obviously, correct me if I'm wrong there, since I'm not the one who's seen it. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's tough for me to say because I did watch a lot of like 80s and 90s era anime, like obviously Akira and uh, another one that's that was actually in the same um, block on Cartoon Network was Robot Carnival. Ah, that that another one. That I've not seen, and I've, I've not heard of that one. I have seen Akira since you know I, I went to university and did film studies. I've seen Akira, so yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I don't know about Robot Carnival. Maybe I'll have to look that one up later as well. That's- yeah, that that one's a little bit harder to find. Uh, this one has come back a little bit. I know a there's an anime uh, DVD studio. They just recently did a an updated English dub for it. And they re-released it on um, DVD and Blu-ray like late summer of last year. Oh, okay. Have you seen both of the dubs or just one? Or do you stick to subtitle only? Um, I'm, I'm one of those... Uh, I'm sure like some anime purists hate people like me, but <laughs> I typically always listen to the dub uh, instead of the subtitles. I can understand that. I am one of those people that prefers listening to the sub, and that's mainly because I feel that a lot of times what can happen is something in the anime that is uniquely Japanese just gets mm-hmm. changed to something else entirely just so that it flows better to a Western audience. And it, I may not be very well-versed in Japanese culture, but I like seeing those types of things. But I will admit that there are plenty of fantastic dubs out there. For instance, I think every single Ghost in the Shell film or TV show has fantastic English dubs as well as the traditional Japanese audio, and then you run into things like, uh, yeah, yeah, Dragon Ball Z, which is just transformed completely into a kids show when it came mm. over to the West. So, yeah, and I, I would imagine that something like this, a film, would have drawn people that really wanted to make it as best as they could so i i'm going to assume that the english dub at least the first one if not both of them are going to be quite good i don't know if i'm going to end up watching it dubbed into the sub but uh, obviously i imagine you liked it since you've (laughs) since you brought it up today (laughs) Yeah, I, I believe some people do complain about the original English dub, which is very similar in quality to the uh, the original Akira English dub. Uh, it's kind of flat in places, but I think the, the artwork and the story really makes up for it. All right, well, yeah, it, 
I mean, what what about the story or the film in general actually speaks to you? What what is it that made you choose it? Well, I I like I'm also a big fan of like vampire stories in general, and this does have a few of the the slight cliches because I mean spoiler spoiler alert the D stands for Dracula. Oh no! What a shock! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's not entirely clear. I don't believe that D him. Well, obviously D himself is not Dracula, but I believe that the film insinuates that he was sired by Dracula because he is a uh, a, va- a Dunpeel, which is a half human, half vampire. Yes, and one of those words that has been pronounced about five different ways <laughs> in the last twenty years, I think. And he's also like the. Uh, He's kind of like the silent stranger type, like uh, the Clint Eastwood, the man with no name, where he doesn't he doesn't say a lot, but uh, he just has this presence. That's always fun, and yeah, when it comes to anime, there's a lot of stuff that can be done with just fantastic drawings, and I imagine there's a lot of stuff done with the shadows uh, as he's doing his powers, and it's one of the things I love about anime actually is that. There's so many things you can do in anime that you would need a fantastic CGI budget to even come close to doing in live-action films. Mm-hmm. And yet with anime, you're able to just go with it because that is the style of that world. Yeah, and, and one other thing that I love about this is it takes place in the future. So okay. besides the, the vampires and things, they're... Like the uh, you have the the big evil count, which is the the typical like evil vampire who lives in this big castle and he has a bunch of minions. But in this case, most of his minions are actually mutants. When you say mutants, you mean somehow used his blood to change their DNA or something, or is it that they mutated over time? Like what? what yeah, I, I get the impression that. That's like mutants are relatively common in in this future, but they are obviously outcasts because they're not they're not quite like the X Men mutants. Okay, because much most of them are incredibly physically deformed. Like there's this one weird looking. Uh, he looks kind of like Gollum, only has a big hunchback, and he can like send these small creatures out from his back, the hump on his back. Okay. But then there's also a more normal-looking one who looks kind of like uh, Billy Idol. <laughs> okay. And he can, can kind of warp space and time. So, yeah, they, they really do go as far out there as they can with some of these. Okay. It sounds like something I definitely should go and watch. I, I don't know when I'll be able to do it in the near future, but I, I'm... I'm going to write it down now to make sure I've, I find some time for that. So, all right, do you have a, a favorite moment or scene from the film that like, every time you watch it, maybe you look forward to that scene or j- just just something in it that really gets you? I'm trying to remember. I, I know that there is also another kind of bizarre sci-fi element where... Um, one of D's hands actually has eyes and a mouth and a personality. Yeah. And 
he doesn't come out very much, but there's this one weird scene, like after it appears that D has been killed, and but the hand is still alive, and uh, the hand is trying to get D to wake up. Hmm. And he has to eat a bunch of dirt, and then he can like <laughs> suck up a, a bunch of like he can breathe in in order to I don't know take in a bunch of energy from the air, uh, and that helps <laughs> helps him revive D before this like um, this flesh eating mist comes to get him. Huh. <laughs> okay. And yeah, for those people listening that don't watch anime, this actually makes complete sense, really. Yes. <laughs> I'm not shocked in the slightest that this exists. Alright, well, I can understand why you might like that. That sounds completely random, and uh, I, I'm all in favor of that. Yeah, and also, like, throughout the film, the hand is almost like a comic relief in, in moments. Because he, oh. like, makes, uh, makes a lot of, like, jokes and uh, kind of comments on the situation. Okay, so so you would just say that, and again, this sentence would sound weird if it was anything else, that the left hand of D is your favorite <laughs> character. <laughs> okay. Yeah, in a way. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely... <laughs> I, I think that just moved it up a few spots on my list of films to watch. <laughs> now, I imagine... Being an anime, and I'm assuming based off of manga, that there is a sequel to this film, or at least some sort of continuation. Yeah, they they actually made one, like, I don't know, many years later. I think it was the late 90s, possibly early 2000s. Um, and it was a, a very different um, art style. It, it, seemed, it looks a lot more expensive, because it's a lot more detailed. Right. Because the original is very, uh, it looks very 80s. It's it, This isn't Akira that we're talking about. It, it's not that level of animation, but um, I believe it's called Bloodlust was the sequel. Okay, I think I've heard of that one. I don't yeah, know. And maybe I, I saw someone was playing it somewhere and I, I didn't get to see it or something like that, but I've definitely heard of Bloodlust. Yeah, and, and that takes... Uh, it's a very different story. There's a bit more, uh, I'd say, a bit more action, and a, there's a bit more of a love story because it's like D joins up with this gang of uh, va- of human vampire hunters, and they're kind of both taking this bounty to save this uh, this mayor's daughter, right. But then they eventually find out that the mayor's daughter is in love with the vampire. Ah, of course. And so it has a bit of a Romeo and Juliet vibe. Well, um, I was going to say, assuming that it didn't have a sequel, what would you have wanted to see from it? But since it does, do you feel that the sequel is an adequate continuation of the story? Or would you have wanted something else? Yeah, I think the the sequel is is good in its own way, and and I think that it it does what a good sequel would do for this type of character because D, being a, a half vampire, he would be very long lived, and 
since he is this like wandering bounty hunter, then each sequel I would expect to be like completely unrelated to each other. It's just him going on a different bounty. Okay, so yeah, it could be as if it was two hundred years further forward or anything like that. So yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, we've covered the film that you do enjoy. I mean, is there anything in particular that you haven't mentioned so far that you would want to bring up before we move on? Not that I can think of. All right. Uh, well, that, that's fine. It's, uh, I just wanted to make sure that we were well and truly done with the one you like before we <laughs> moved on to the one you don't. So as is tradition, I'm not even going to bother trying to guess this one because, <laughs> as I've said in the last two, there are so many bad films and so many genres, it's just futile to even try. So... Go on, then. What is the bad film? Well, um, since I have... um, Since I do run a movie review site where I specifically focus on superhero movies, and I try to watch... Or or my goal is to watch every single one of them that I can get access to. Mm -hmm. And so, obviously, that includes a lot of bad movies. Yes, it would. (laughs) Yeah, and so before starting my site i didn't really watch a ton of like hilariously bad movies but the i would say like ever since i saw this one it had moved to the top of my list to my bad movie list and nothing has topped it yet there there has been one that i think is technically a lower quality film but at the same time it's more enjoyable to watch just because it's it goes all the way around the circle to being hilariously bad. All right, then. So put this out of our misery. What is this <laughs> one called? And this one, I'm sure nobody has ever heard of. Uh, it came out in 2013, and it's called Captain Battle Legacy War. I'm sorry, you're going to have to say that one again. <laughs> Captain Battle Legacy War? Right. All right. <laughs> and obviously it's it's one of those um it's not asylum but it's very similar in idea to the asylum where it's trying to capitalize on uh, Captain America obviously. And the interesting it's probably the most interesting thing about it is that it is actually based on a comic book uh called Captain Battle which was out around the same time as Captain America. I think actually earlier than that one. But Captain Battle was published by uh, some other comic book company, and so it went into the public domain. So that's why they were able to get the rights to it. I I honestly don't know where to go from there. This sounds (laughs) incredibly stupid. Um, So... What is the plot of Captain Battle? A sentence I never thought I would say. <laughs> well, well, the plot is basically Captain America, where the the main character, Sam Battle, it, there's this experiment in order to make him into a super soldier after he gets uh, incredibly injured during this, uh, this unnamed war. <laughs> um, and he's fighting... The, a bunch of Nazis, including a, uh, a very cleavage-heavy woman named the Necromancer, and they're trying to revive, to resurrect Hitler. 
Yeah, so far what you're saying, it sounds like it would be even a, a C movie type thing. I, I, I'm not sure this could be covered by B movie. Yeah, and as far as the acting goes, I, I mean, it it feels like just a almost high school level acting. Right, okay. <laughs> I think some of the, I mean, uh, one perfect example that always stands out in my head is that there's a lot of gunplay involved, and yet nobody like you can tell that the bullet effects were done in like After Effects or some other free version, <laughs> right? <laughs> Just special effects program because the actors they don't even pretend there's any recoil. And there's one actor that plays Captain Battle's father um, in flashbacks that don't really make any sense how they're how they're supposed to connect to the main story right but he doesn't even pull the trigger on his fake gun he's just standing there holding it outside a car window and you see the like the after effects of the the bullets um (laughs) the bullet the um you know the the explosion yeah the the muzzle fire yes the muzzle flash that's what i was going for (laughs) Wow, okay. <laughs> and the editing in this, I mean, the, there's literally a page wipe. Oh. <laughs> so, you you know like whenever you're you're making uh, a movie like somebody like your aunt discovered uh Windows Movie Maker and she goes through the the list of the different uh wipes that they have available and there's one that makes it look like it's turning a page. Yes. And that is literally one of the effects that they use in this film. Okay. Trying to play devil's advocate here, does it at least work all right? Or is it as bad as it sounds? Oh, and it's as bad as it sounds. Okay. And like the the makeup effects too, I think there's there's another character that's like the the head Nazi that's uh um trying to revive Hitler and he's his face just looks like they covered it in red magic marker. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, very definitely trying to rip off Captain America there. <laughs> I, mean, I I can only imagine that the comic book must have had a guy with a red head as well. Otherwise, surely they would have been sued. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and... Uh, <laughs> and- like the the subtitle is called Legacy War, but that doesn't make any sense based on anything that happens within the movie, and it's it's really bad too because they don't even go like the route of like the exploitation B movies because there's next to no nudity in here. Like there's just one there's like one stripper scene where they have some gratuitous nudity, right. but that's like less than two minutes okay <laughs> i i suppose in films like this they they've got to somehow get people watching it and well yeah if it's only if it's only a couple of minutes and it would seem as though they haven't fully understood where they stand <laughs> in filmmaking then what oh dear, yeah i'm i'm having trouble i can't even <laughs> picture this in my head <laughs> like how yeah, I, I believe that if I remember correctly, 
there's, and I may be confusing this with another bad movie, but I believe it happened in this one where um, there's a guy that, that he gets stabbed and you can obviously tell that he's pretending to be stabbed by tucking the blade or whatever it was that he got stabbed with in between, like under his armpit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See the five year old being run through with a sword type thing. <laughs> right. Oh dear. <laughs> I, I almost want to spend, spend the time to look this thing up just to, cause it, it's almost as if you can't possibly be, it can't possibly be as bad as you're explaining, but I'm not sure I want to bother with it. Oh, no, I I would not bother because, like I said, this this one, it's bad without being hilariously bad. Because, I mean, there there are those moments, but in between those moments is just nothing. Right. Oh, dear. Yeah, so as far as it sounds right now, you would say there's nothing to save this at all? No. <laughs> all right. Well, um, in that case, I'm going to ask you... I mean, I, I was going to ask you a question, but I think it would take too long for you to answer, <laughs> which is, what would you do to make it better? Like, how would you fix it <laughs> if someone were to come to you with this film and say, we need to fix this film? What would you do? I would say... Don't. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, you, you just watch it all the way through and then say, um, you can't. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Yeah. I just burn it and start over. Yeah. I, from what you were saying, I, I can't think of a way that you would save it. <laughs> I mean, maybe I would tell them, like, don't just go and watch Kung Fury instead. Like, so. Watch something yeah, I, that is intentionally that way. <laughs> yeah, that that would be about the only way to redeem this is to go the extra mile and turn it into like a Captain America parody. Right. Yeah, a, a full on like go maybe go scary movie with it. Try and add some just comedy parody in there. See see how that goes. All right. Well. <laughs> I mean, I, I've never heard of this thing, and after this, I'm never going to end up watching it. So, <laughs> I guess thank you for telling me not to watch this one. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say, like for a, an a horribly awful superhero movie that is fun to watch, um, is it would have been my second choice, and that's called uh, the Amazing Bulk. The Amazing Bulk. I wonder what they were referencing there. <laughs> yeah, but that's 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 a whole different level of awful. Where literally the entire movie was filmed on like a green screen, oh. and all the backgrounds are computer generated. But they're computer generated like they went to a high school computer graphics class. And ask them to make all their backgrounds for them. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but it is, it, it, that one has to be seen to be believed. And you can just do like a YouTube search and like just some of the, the greatest hits just to see. And they use like this cycle animation of the, 
basically of the bulk, which is just a purple Hulk. Only his face is incredibly deformed, right. and he looks like just a, a giant purple blob. <laughs> okay. And the actors, when they're running away from them, they're just kind of running in place. <laughs> oh, that type of okay, yeah. Where, I mean, at least that does sound like something that could be funny to watch as opposed to <laughs> Captain Battle. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that is obviously a recommendation for Vampire Hunter D and a recommendation not to watch Captain Battle, but maybe watch The Amazing Bulk. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for telling us about those. It's been an education, to say the least. <laughs> so why don't you tell everyone where they can find you then? Well, they can find me uh, where I'm reviewing. Like, I've I've almost covered all the good superhero movies. So I'm down to the bad ones and the new ones that come out as they come out at flightstightsandmovienights.com. And right. I also have a uh, a podcast that's filmwise.com, and that's W-H-Y-S, where each episode I cover a classic or a modern classic or sometimes like a cult classic movie that I've never seen before. And then I have my guests watch a superhero movie that they've never seen before. All right. Well, that's... Uh... I, I do like that premise, so maybe maybe you can have me on that one at some point. Yeah, and I also uh, occasionally do these uh, these little episodes that I just recently started. I believe just a, a few weeks before you started this one called Filmwise Spotlight. Yes, that is right. <laughs> <laughs> and and I do, I promise we did not try and steal the name or anything. It's just that. The name we chose is most apt for this, and I guess the name you chose is most apt for yours. So, yeah. well, we do kind of do the same thing, except uh, on mine, on my spotlight episodes, I, I like to think of it as shining light on the some of the more underappreciated films that people do still like. Yeah, no, and uh, I believe I was on the first one you put out. Yeah. Yes, and that that was a lot of fun. Yeah, do get that one was the Hulk episode for those people listening to this that haven't listened to yours. So yeah, do go check that out. And like, if you want people to get a hold of you in any way, um, how would you recommend that? Uh, the best place to to get a hold of me, where I'm usually at, is on Twitter, where I'm at Bubble Wheat. All right. Yes. So, so go pester him, and. Uh, <laughs> I mean, not too much. He he does <laughs> he does have a job and uh, other things to take his time. But you know, go go uh, go nudge him from time to time. <laughs> and if you want to get a hold of us, we are on Twitter at Blokebusters, Facebook Blokebusters, or you can email us blokebusterpodcast at gmail dot com. And one more time, thank you very much, Bubbleweed, for coming on. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Um, no problem. Anytime. And we will see you guys at some other time with another episode of Film Spotlight. Bye.